dreaming and visioning for the future, integrating our dreams into our life and bringing forward the wishes and desires from deep within. Last night I had a dream that we were all together again, live. And the first part of the dream was a beautiful ceremony. We were um, together, a bunch of members of the community and community leaders, and we were speaking about Ayurveda and lifestyle wellness and the power of connection and community. And after we all gathered for food and we were outside in the rain, um, we drank wine, we had bread, we just were in each other's presence. And I think that the dream or I feel that the dream came alive for me last night on this um, first day of the new Jewish month, um, Lel, and on the new moon week during the Kohenet training, as we embark on the path towards the high holidays, you don't have to believe in any organized religion to take this month ahead and pause and turn towards yourself and turn towards your own reflection of how have I been in my life and in the world. And this month in the Hebrew calendar really asks us to reflect on our own self-forgiveness, what we need to forgive ourselves for, and then out into the world. How do we take that into the world? So I want to weave these two concepts of forgiveness and dreaming and visioning with this practice, a skillful relationship practice that I've been massaging and working with and like really like needing, like my hands are moving as if it were dough because this is, this is something that is very alive in my personal life right now. This desire to follow back, to close the loop. So I'm going to give you an example to help ground it in your own life. We have relationships, we have conversations, we have disagreements, we have, um, whether it's phone or text or email or in real life, which is not happening for a lot of us right now, that we leave and then our thoughts continue to marinate on it. So our thoughts keep going and going. What is it this person said? What is it this person meant? I should have said this. I could have done it this way, right? So we have this relationship interaction, and then we have this ongoing, draining, <laughs> energetic conversation. Now, some of us are really skillful and aware of what is really happening there and do a great job of this concept of following back um, or circling back or closing the loop. And some of us are not so good at it and are learning how to do this. So you have this conversation. It doesn't go well in your mind. You actually don't know yet how it landed with the other person. You, you can't even imagine how it landed. You're not in their world. You're only in your head, your mind, your thoughts, your all your prior experiences with this person and others lead you to this conclusion of what a mess it is or how wrong they are or a number of things, right? But there's a, a dis-ease after the conversation. And what most people do is ruminate themselves um, 
until it's sort of completely exhausted and they really worked themselves up. Or they may then project or transfer those emotions that came up onto other people that are physically around them. So you, for example, you may have a conversation with your boss at work. It might not go the way you want it to go. And then when you see your partner or your spouse or your child walk in the door, you say something rude to them or you're short with them or you're bossy with them. You're not in a loving presence. Okay. So let's talk about loving presence, awareness, spaciousness, consciousness, kindness. We have access to that. When our emotions are activated, we don't have access to that loving presence. Let me say that if our emotions are activated and we don't have access to our loving presence, we can often then transfer that, right? This is basic psych. But the thing that I never learned, nobody said explicitly to me um, growing up or in all the stuff that I studied was there is another skill beyond that. And instead of transferring it, so that's one thing people do. Another thing people do is then go call somebody else they're close with and gossip about it, right? So they may you might have that conversation with the boss and then you go to your best friend and you unload that boss is this way and I can't stand the boss because you want to get your emotions validated. Okay. So there's another way. There's so many different ways this could go, but I'm just playing out a few different options here. So, you know, it could go on somebody else. It could go on to um, another close relationship you have. But what we usually don't learn how to do is pause investigate, get curious, be interested in what's really happening. What is the root fear? What is, why am I so activated? What's happening? Where is this emotion in the body? And what do I want to do with it? So then we can grab our journal or go for a walk. You could even use voice memos on your phone. I love this idea. For those of you who need, who love to process verbally as if you're talking to a friend, but not really dumping all of that onto your friend, you can use voice memos, go for a walk and talk it out, but you're really just doing it for yourself, for your own metabolizing, your own digesting of the conversation. Once you do that process in the journal, out loud, um, into nature, you know, talk to the trees, um, you have access to what you really want to say. And here's the key. You circle back, you follow up, you close the loop, you then go. And it doesn't have to be in real time, y'all. It does not have to be five minutes later, 20 minutes later. It doesn't have to be the same day. But if the conversation is still in your mind, if you are still going back and forth and it's and you're activated and you can't figure out why and you're yelling at people or you're sad and you're in bed and you're numbing out on Netflix and you don't know why, you know, you're noticing that these behaviors are still showing up in your body or the emotions are still showing up in your body. Circle back and follow up, close the loop with the actual person. So in this situation, it's going back to the boss and saying, Hey, we need to talk like, or not, we need to talk. That's, that's an aggressive, like people usually shut down pretty negatively. If you say that, um, what's another way you could say that, Hey, I need, I'd love to follow up with you on something I've been thinking about. Is it possible for us to meet today? I'd love for us to connect today over something I want to clarify. I think I've had some miscommunication and it's really important to me. 
when would you have time to do that? So you want to have that agreement. You want to have that space when you're both in a good place. So if we are thinking of the brain in terms of the three brains, the animal brain, the emotional brain, and the integrated thinking, um, uh, the integrated brain, the sort of those three, we want to be in that integrated place when we sit down to have the conversation. And because our emotions are so heightened right now um, in the world for a number of reasons, most of us don't have access to the integrated brain as often as maybe we would if we were moving about in our sort of quote unquote normal, which this is normal. What is happening is always normal. There is no other way to be than this pure present moment. But we have this concept of normal when we were moving about, we were going to work or we were going to school and we were, you know, our bodies were moving our days. We felt like we're moving forward. A lot of the things I hear people saying right now is they don't feel like they're moving forward. They feel stuck. So we want to still have this concept of flow and movement, even if your schedule is different now, that's how we want to start adapting and being more flexible and adjusting to what is happening in the life. This is it. This is the present. This is what's happening. So now we have to skill up or change our, our tools to adjust to the current conditions. So in order to have access to that integrated, higher thinking, more healing brain, we have to be able to realize when we're in that emotional brain or we're in the animal brain and we're either super angry or super hoarding or super greedy or super yelly. That's my go-to because I have a lot of pizza um, and it feels stormy. So that's, that's a way um, I describe that type of emotional takeover of my emotional brain is it feels stormy. And often after when my integrated brain and the prefrontal cortex is more able to see clearly what happened there. It's confusing. I don't have access to what happened in the emotional brain. It's very hard to me for me to remember clearly. And that's part of my own nervous system and, and trauma response that I'm aware of working with thinking about and needing, right? Like dough. So this is happening in our relationships and the, this, I want to now kind of weave and loop this together. We started talking about dreaming. We started talking about visioning, what's happening in our subconscious, right? When we're sleeping or in a dream state, early morning, um, hopefully you have dream journals next to your bed or little little sticky notes, something you can write down. What's What do you remember? So you can start piecing some of these things together because you have access to that deeper state of presence, that loving presence that you we all have inside of us. We can access it in these different realms, um, in these different sort of the veils is also often what they call it, the different realms or the different veils um, of reality and this liminal space, which we're, you know, a lot of sleep time or dreaming time can be this liminal space between this other realm that our conscious prefrontal cortex mind does not always, like it's trying to also keep us integrated and healthy and safe. So it may not always have access to, um, 
the dreaming state, the beyond, right? So we've got the earthly, like, here's what's happening in my tangible world, but what's underneath that? What are the feelings we want to evoke or invoke and where um, and how do we want to bring them to life? So let's go back to the example of the difficult relationship with the boss might be really isolating us from those feelings. In my case, with this dream of us all being together last night, there is a part of my daily life right now that is very segmented. And there's a number of reasons for that that I won't get into today, but that are pulling me away from that core loving presence. I'm, I'm allowing that to happen. Um, also, just side note, this is called radical responsibility for yourself. You are the only one who can do this level of inquiry and curiosity in your own pattern habit. The reason I share mine so openly and deeply and honestly with you is so that you can learn how to do this for yourself. I am not going to externally blame anybody else for the quality of relationships in my life or what I'm able to be in relationship with in the physical world or in the dreaming world. So setting the intention, that's why this ritual the ritual aspect of our life is key and essential to entering the divine doorway, <laughs> to sacred presence, to loving presence, to feeling our connection to the spirit world, to our ancestors and our deepest desires. So radical responsibility is a key, is a key aspect. It can't be on anybody else. And the more that we learn these skills and we practice them and we speak them to each other and in our homes and in our relationships, it's okay that not everybody may understand that, that their identity evolution hasn't brought them to a level to get it. But it is your responsibility as someone who's listening to this. If you are listening to this, you are on that team. You are a lighthouse. You are a leader in this revolutionary way of being in relationship. The reason this is not normal, quote unquote, yet, or standard is because many of us did not grow up in homes with this and our ancestors did not have this level of skill. We are evolving relationally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. We are waking up to this. This consciousness is collective. It can be contagious. And we can take radical responsibility for how we show up in our relationships. Even when they're not going the way we think, the mind thinks they should be going, there is always, 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 always a deeper lesson to be learned on this soul's journey, on this soul's path. So I have this segmentation that's happening in my daily life and my active awake state prefrontal cortex life. And my dreaming state is saying, shh, you're, you're so loved. We're all together. Our souls are all together. We've been traveling together. We're in our soul pod, as Rabbi Tears of Firestone calls it. We're in our collection. We're in our pod together. If you're listening to this, our souls are connected. You're in it too. And I can tap into that loving presence in my heart and my being in my dream state and bring it to life in my awake state. So I don't have to feel so segmented and disjointed. And the skill that I want to focus on in order to loop the dream state and the awake state is following back, closing the loop, 
and going back to those conversations that are draining us or those interactions that are draining us or we don't know what to do and expressing communication is the key to this path. So with our children, a lot of people have come to me to say they don't know what to do about their kids and racism and trying to have anti-racist homes. And I say, well, tell me an example of something you've done or said at home. Let's work it and let's see where we may need to circle back. So there may be a time when a parent remembers, um, you know, remembers something that happened that, that didn't feel good and they wish they had said something. Go back and say it. You know, scan through the past few months and think of, is there a time when you had an interaction that felt uncomfortable with some kind of racist undertone or maybe a neighbor said something and you keep thinking, gosh, I wish I had said something. I wish I had called them in. I wish I had asked for deeper explaining, you know, something. And you get a chance to, to circle back, to close the loop, to follow up so that you can clear and clean that energy in order to create a, a more loving presence for our neighbors and our friends who may not have the skill. So your homework or your exploration or dream work is to start to make these connections in your own life. What's happening in the dream state? What's happening in your awake state with your relationships and your communication? And are there any loops you need to close before we transition to fall? What is on your mind that might be taking up space for you to see your life clearly, right? It's just stories or thought loops or mind chatter, chitta vritti, the mind chatter over and over and over and over. Is there anything that you need to go back to and close the loop on? And not with somebody else, but with the person. And if the person is not living, do a ceremony or a ritual. Okay, so I'll do another episode at some point about ceremony and ritual, but it is, you can decide it. You don't need me to give you a list to understand what that means, to Google around, to listen to your inner voice and let her create that with you. What do you need to close the loop? So for example, my grandmother has dementia and is not always fully present right now. If there was anything I felt like I needed to say to her, I may do a voice recording or a letter to her and um, maybe burn it at my altar or just have it at the altar. So I might express it that way if I know that the mind of my grandmother won't be able to handle that right now. There's not because I actually knew that the dementia was progressing. And so we, we've had our, we've said everything we've ever wanted to say to each other. And I'm just so grateful um, and appreciative to divine goddess and divine all of the interventions and timing and how my relationship with her has played out. I'm just beyond um, aware that that's a special gift that we have said everything we've needed to say. So there doesn't feel anything lingering. Uh, again, Rabbi Tirza always calls it residue. Is there any residue? So I want you to look for the areas where you may have some residue or leftover something that hasn't been said. What do you want to say that hasn't been said? And let's get it out. If you need help with this process, just email me. We'll do a private, um, we'll do a short, Not we don't need a full hour to go through and practice 
in the Lola workbook, you can look under the courageous conversation. Shout out to Liz Dialto, Elizabeth Dialto, who put together that framework years ago and we just adopted it. It was just easier to, she did such a great one. It's in the Lola workbook. Um, but this is the type of actual skill in real life. This is the integration part that helps us weave together the kinds of relationships and the kinds of life that we're seeing in our dream life that we want to bring to the awake world. And one little caveat here, if you are not remembering your dreams, don't worry about it. Get Start setting the intention to remember your dreams. So put a little notebook next to the bed with a pen, put the date as you're going to sleep as part of your sleep ritual, put your um, date on the page next to the bed. And when you wake up or if you wake up in the middle of the night or anytime, just jot down the first things you think. Just start setting the intention to remember. And if you don't um, remember anything, don't worry about it. You can leave the page blank. We did a bunch of dream circling in Cohenit this week. Um, I can't wait to have some circles to do that. Really powerful work bringing this to life um, in different kind of circle ways and community ways. Um, so it's also a very big part of the intuition, intuitive, inner voice, spiritual goddess, that whole realm, um, that I also love to study and play with and practice. Um, dream work is also big there. So we're just kind of bringing together all of these themes for you to try on. And again, if you feel any resistance, ask why are there maybe a lot of conversations? That's okay let's breathe with that. If you're feeling so overwhelmed by this because you realize how much headspace this is taking, put your hands on your heart, take some deep breaths. We can do this. We can work through this. We can prioritize some of these conversations and if you're on the other end of the spectrum where you're thinking, oh my gosh, I do this, I do this so well, same practice, put your hands on your heart, breathe and celebrate those skills that you may have been honing or practicing, okay? And if you're falling somewhere in between, same. So I'm here to support you through this, beautiful beings of light, of dreaming, and closing the loops as we began to walk strongly and proudly into the next season. May you be divinely inspired and guided through your days and through your hours and through your seasons ahead to be in right relationship, to be in relationship with your dreaming world, with your waking world, with your radical responsibility in your relationships, to everything, people, the earth, food, um, ritual, ceremony. May you find your words. May you find the voice to speak fully and clearly to those you love in honor of your own clarity, vitality, energy, and life. <sighs>